We're open for business life. This is Sheffield Live. Begbie's Trainer is an independent business rescue and recovery specialist. If your business has financial challenges requiring professional insights and solutions, Begbie's Trainer can help. We provide advice designed to help people and companies deal successfully with debt and financial problems. And wherever possible, we will find the best solution that allows for active steps towards financial recovery. Begbie's Trainer is an independent business rescue and recovery specialist. We're committed to providing a rapid and responsive service based on in-depth experience, professionalism and independent specialist expertise. Contact our Sheffield office or visit begbiz-trainergroup.com. We're open for business life. Good morning. It's just after nine o'clock. It's Friday. It's the 8th of September 2017. I'm Jamie Veach. I'm your host for the next hour for Sheffield Live's business and social enterprise programme, Business Live. And we're back broadcasting live from the Sheffield Live studio above the showroom workstation in the centre of Sheffield. This programme is going out on our FM radio channel and digitally. And of course... However you're listening, you'll also be able to catch the programme later as a podcast from the Sheffield Live website. We were away last week. I was in North Yorkshire at the risk of sounding like a professional Yorkshireman. I live in Yorkshire. I go on holiday in Yorkshire. I drink Yorkshire beer. I eat Yorkshire cheese and Yorkshire cake. Mm, It was delicious. I recommend Helmsley in North Yorkshire. If you've not been there, go there. It's full of castles, full of heather, full of fine food. In fact, it was fantastic. What about you? Have you been away? Are you back? Are you energised? There's always a back to school feeling in September when you get back stuck into your business, I think. Sharpen your pencils, get on with work, ready to rock, ready to change the world, ready to make a profit, make a surplus. What are your plans for September, October, November, December? What do you want to achieve? We're always interested in hearing from you. Now, today on the programme, I'm really pleased to welcome back a a repeat guest. He hasn't been put off by the last time he was on when we teased him mercilessly. We didn't actually. Ant Clifford was on the show a few months ago. Probably feels like a uh, a short time, but it's quite a long time ago. And he brought his guitar in last time he came into the studio. Um, But Ant runs a fantastic agency in Sheffield, Creative Stream. And he's going to talk with us about uh, what's been going on since last time he was on. Some exciting news um, coming up with, uh, with the music that he does as well and give you some tips on choosing a website designer and user experience and design. Good design in terms of websites. So really pleased to welcome Ant back into the studio again. Before we let him loose on the microphone, what's been going on in business and in social enterprise? Well, I'm going to give you a few updates later on in the show. Um, but uh, Uh, The Federation for Small Businesses has um, put out um, a despairing note. In fact, well, they've they've expressed their total despair for the businesses of Sheffield and Rotherham because council leaders have declined to be part of a potential devolution deal for the whole of Yorkshire. There was a meeting last week in York with councils from Barnsley, Bradford, Calderdale, Craven, Doncaster, East Riding of Yorkshire, 
Hamilton, Harrogate, Hull, Kirklees, Leeds, North Yorkshire, Richmondshire, Rydell, Scarborough, Selby and York. Sheffield and Rotherham council leaders weren't there. And a statement after the um, meeting was released saying that leaders from across Yorkshire met for the second time to discuss the future of our great county and reconfirm our commitment to progress a coalition of the willing one Yorkshire devolution deal with government. All leaders present, including those from Barnsley and Doncaster, once again supported this approach to devolution, unanimously agreeing this to be the most effective way to build an inclusive economy within Yorkshire that works for all. Now, the FSB's South Yorkshire chairman, Andrew Flower, has commented that they're delighted that the councils of Yorkshire have unanimously agreed this is the most effective way to build an inclusive economy in Yorkshire, all except Sheffield and Rotherham. And he said they're conspicuous by their absence. And Andrew Flower added that it would appear that Sheffield City Region is splintering before our very eyes. He said that Chesterfield and Bassett Law seem intent on going in one direction, Barnsley and Doncaster heading in another, and it appears that Sheffield and Rotherham don't feature anymore as part of the wider Yorkshire region. He said this is a sad day for the North and for Sheffield City region in particular. And he added that local councils are choosing to put their own parochial interests above those of the region, and that this is leaving uncertainty about the level of support that local politicians and the Sheffield City Region Local Enterprise Partnership can call upon to develop the future regional infrastructure. And he finished with a statement saying that the FSB hopes that someone in high authority can advise businesses in Sheffield and Rotherham how being out on a limb is going to work in their interests. Strong words there from the FSB and from their South Yorkshire chairman, Andrew Flower. What do you think about devolution? What do you think about Sheffield and Rotherham's decision not to be part of this potential Yorkshire-wide deal? How's it going to affect you and your business? Get in touch. Send me an email, jamie at sheffieldlive.org. Text 07904272200. Find me, Jamie Veach, on Twitter. Find Sheffield Live on Twitter as well. Always interested in hearing from you. So, Let's turn to our guest of the day, and I'm really, really pleased, as I mentioned earlier, to welcome Ant Clifford back to the studio. Ant, hello. Hi, Jamie. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Good, thank you. Good, good. Thanks so much for coming in today. Really appreciate you taking the time to do so. No probs. How are things with you? Yeah, doing good, thank you. So, So let's refresh. What do you do? What does Creative Stream do? Creative Stream, we're primarily a web agency. Um... So focusing specifically on digital marketing um, through the online medium. Um, we're involved in many different kind of areas of that. So, um, but we have, a, we have a particular focus on design, high quality bespoke design. And, um, but actually we, we're able to cover a great deal of other areas like bespoke coding, and bespoke solutions um, and, and other open source solutions as well. Um, plus things like animation, um, print design, anything really that allows us to um, exercise our creative flair. Great, super. And how's the business going? Since you were, uh, it's probably a, a year or so since you were last on the show, so lots of been longer. Mm. Yeah. So um, we we have a technical director and co-owner um, called Ian McInnes, who's coming to the business, who actually in the early days helped to shape our content management system and our technology. Um, so he was someone who I've always thought was a very important person. 
um, in the history of um, Creative Stream in my career. And so I was very keen to um, get him on board and bring him in. And um, that's fantastic. He's um, helping us, you know, um, develop that side of things and really kind of aim to be kind of forward moving in terms of technology, keeping up to date, um, making sure that we can offer um, very kind of modern solutions, um, things that um, and, and, and things that people might not have even dreamed of. So you've brought him in formally into the business yeah. um, this year in, in this sort of new... It was about a year and a half ago, which is, I oh, think, I we must, I must come in. Oh, must be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so did that involve changing the structure of the business as well to do so? Yeah, yeah, we had a bit of a share shuffle. Yeah. So. But yeah, so that's great. Good stuff. And so has that allowed you to um, perhaps change the focus of your own role? Yeah, actually, um, I've been able to spend a lot of focus on um, kind of customer kind of relationships. Hmm. It's kind of very me. Um, I love relationship. I love spending time with people, getting to know people. Um, and actually doing that through business is great. So I've met a lot of people. I've had a bit more time to, to do that, get out there and see people. Which I love. Excellent. That's good news. And and so as a founder, sometimes someone launches a business, grows a business, and finds themselves doing things that there aren't the things that they really love doing and want to do. And sometimes bringing in someone else with appropriate expertise um, allows you to uh, refocus or or continue the growth or um, consolidate what, what you're doing is that this been the case for you is it it's obviously been worthwhile to bring ian in on a yeah basis? i think it's been very organic mm-hmm. um it's still organic actually so we, we're still nailing down our roles yeah. we've got our kind of core roles but um we definitely are um flexible with that and it does change you know on a kind of quarterly basis we might change the shift slightly and come in and help each other out yeah. <clears throat> you know when we get bottlenecked or waterlogged <laughs> so the um but it's been yeah it's been it's been really nice to know that the technical side of the business is, is covered yes um in a really competent way excellent good yeah. and what sort of work have you been taking on over the last year year and a half what sort of new clients have you won that you're proud of and what sort of projects have you delivered that you um would like to shout about in terms of being particularly innovative um doing great things and worthwhile and uh, unusual yeah so what's been great is is that we've done quite a lot of charity work mm-hmm. okay um which is very exciting um we're doing more of that um, than ever before um so there've been uh, we've been you know we've done some charity colleges we've done some um i'm just looking here we've we've just recently um it's not gone live yet but we're working with a charity called pan intercultural arts who work with refugees and disadvantaged kids and young adults in london um and they were up this week and they loved sheffield they'd never been before right. <laughs> that was great um we've done a um we're, we're working with um kemp hospice so not necessarily very local things but um some really fun stuff so you've been picking another charity up sorry um yeah blend youth project it's part of valley kids right people yeah. might know the lighthouse um lighthouse charity shops in and around the area 
And so you're picking up work from all over, well, from across the UK. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think um, that, you know, I spent a while... Uh, it's very competitive in Sheffield mm-hmm. okay, with new media, this kind of work. Um, so our focus has been more on the areas we want to work in over a wider region than just specifically looking in South Yorkshire. Right, yeah. But I'd probably say we have about, you know, nearly 50% of our customers are in the area. I see, yeah. yeah. Okay. And what trends are you noticing in um, web design and development in terms of what your clients are asking for, what they um, need an expert agency like yourself to be able to deliver for them? In a kind of a a match made in heaven kind of way, um, the people that we tend to work for really value um, high quality design work something original something that doesn't look like it's templated yeah um so we tend to work with a lot of people based on that you know that's what attracts them to us Mm. um or when they're looking at potential suppliers that's what would make us stand out um because we're artists at the end of the day so we've got a um so for example jess who's our designer um she's just done is it art in the park Mm -hmm. it was just on a um off Ecclesaw Road. Yes. Yeah. yeah Botanical Gardens. Yeah. So she's just exhibited there with her artwork. Right. That she's done using iPad Pro and, and pencil. That's... It's very cool technology artwork. Oh, lovely. Um, but of like kind of peak landscape stuff. So she's yeah. been doing that. Um, and so she's really creative. And I'm also um, a painter as well. I like to paint, do music, write, things like that too. So yeah, really, um, so, so... We've, we're a really creative bunch. And um, it's really important to, and I think that's an attractive, an attractive thing. So when your clients come to you, they appreciate and they want something that doesn't look like it's built on a template. Um, that looks like it's uh, unique. And, well, it is. <laughs> Not just yeah, doesn't look like it, it wants but to be them. Is unique and it wants bespoke to, be them. to them. Okay. Yeah. And what do they? What are they wanting their sites to achieve for them? So in terms of what people want to achieve, they. Um, I think that's that's the question. Often people can go off on a tangent and start looking at what do we need? We should we should use this technology platform or, um, you know, I, I quite like r- rather than thinking about what do we need to achieve? What's our goal of doing a site? Okay? Yeah. So um, what they tend to want to do is, well, everybody wants to grow in some way. OK, and that could be multiple things. So with a charity, um, actually getting noticed, getting more support. Um, being able to clearly um, show people how you can support them is is an incredibly important thing. Okay. Um, so growing a support base, for example, um, you know we've done we've done kind of ecumenical sites. So sometimes churches or religious organisations, and they are looking to grow community quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, You've got businesses who are looking for new leads if they're service-based. Right. You've got, um, you know, and then you've got obviously got people that are just looking for direct sales as well. Yeah. So you have professional service firms looking for leads. Um, yeah. So quite a long-tail relationship-building approach for them. And you have uh, charities looking for support. And you have uh, you have some e-commerce clients wanting to sell things, needing to sell things. Yeah. Or as, maybe as part of what they right. do or, as well. Yeah. Um, you know, often 
sites are an interesting th- websites are an interesting thing sometimes you you have a very specific site that does one thing yes okay? so like you know amazon obviously the branch dealt with their prime thing but if you just look at amazon that's just a shop yeah um, ebay just a shop those kind of things but you know if you so um and that's that's the big complicated kind of stuff they tend to focus in one area yeah um but actually with a lot of smaller businesses organizations charities can often just want something that actually does a few things so they can communicate and get support in a few areas having a site so they might want to be able to put across their stories stories about how they've helped people mm-hmm. might well be able to they might want to um, have a blog so they can keep their people their supporters up to date they might want to take donations if it's a charity for example um, they might want to sell things as well to to bring in a, a revenue stream there's lots of little ways that people might want to um, use a site and multiple purposes but yes. the best thing is to keep it simple try and make sure that you can communicate these things really well from when, when people arrive on your site without overwhelming them or having something that's messy or having something that you know maybe looks like a mobile site but on a desktop for example or the other way around um, yeah. so that's really important to be able to get across who you are quickly how to engage how you want support um but so return for investment really um it works on across any organization indeed it does indeed. so when when looking at the return for investment um is probably the first place to start okay um you know although that's that's quite a businessy phrase but uh, a lot of people know what it means but in in, a, in layman's terms you might say that tell us what you want to achieve with this website how you want to get support moving forwards the results that you need out of it what are they and that's that's what to start with instead of what platform you know even how much do i need to spend although that is an important factor obviously but um and but but actually the the very top of the brief is what do you want to achieve from the website absolutely yeah Yeah, yeah. so for you as the uh company building the site that's your ideal brief but for someone who wants to get the best possible return on their investment in the site they don't need to start they they shouldn't be starting with it needs to look like this or it needs to be built on this platform it needs to the brief needs to start with what do we want it to do totally that's great Okay, excellent. Now, any other factors of an ideal brief? So if if people are listening to the show and you're thinking of uh, commissioning a website designer, how do you choose a good designer? But critically, how do you how do you come up with a great brief? You've you've given some brilliant tips there in terms of start with what you want it to do. Um, What else do people need to think about when they're giving you a brief or or any website designer a brief? So. It can keep it simple. Right. That's what I'd say. Yeah. There's, you can get very complicated briefs, and you can get no brief at all. Like, we just need a site. Um, okay, that's a really hard place to start from. But, yeah, but you know, yeah. that, that's our job to help people kind of ease into that. And sometimes you get a very, very complicated tender um, document, procurement document. Oh, yes. And it gets very kind of detailed and complex. Um, and with that, actually, what you're going to find is that you're making you're forcing any agency that you go to 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 have to write in a certain way Mm. now maybe that's that's what you want if you don't want that if you want them to be themselves and see exactly what they give you maybe you should let them lead that process 
So keep it simple. Bullet lists are a really good way to right. start brainstorming about this when you're thinking, what do I need from this website? Yeah. So you can have a, you know, you could have a, a you could think about a, a list for what what do I want to see on the site? You could have a list for what do I want to, what are the results I want to get from this site? You can have a list for what are the financial results I need from this site? Um, where do I want to be in two years? And this is kind of business 101, right? Yes, indeed you it know, is. Where These are things that, that you should be able to answer yes. <laughs> yourself in any case. Absolutely. <laughs> your business has no direction. Incredibly important in any kind of media brief, any yeah. kind of digital marketing media brief. So whether it's for you know, a print project or anything, these are the things that you want to you do. Because what, what you might not... What their expertise, the, the agency's expertise, the, they should know the kind of you know quantities for print they should know the kind of level of traffic you're expecting based yep. on your brief you see and that's where their expertise comes into place indeed it does so it's good to let them think about that for you okay that's helpful that's really good advice excellent and um What's the sort of nightmare scenario when a client is is, is working with uh, an agency such as yourself that leaves both you and the client uh, unsatisfied, unfulfilled, and generally hating each other? We aim to uh, not do that at all. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't say anything. Let me think. So, yeah, just last week. No, I'm not no. going to do that. Um, so, unfulfilled kind of situation. Um, I don't know. I think it's it, that is about preemptive planning and strategy, yeah. as you know. I can see Jamie's winking at me, everyone. Um, yeah, so I've just put you on the spot. There. <laughs> no, no, it's okay, but it's true. Um, so I, you know, we have made mistakes in the past. What happens is um, you haven't talked about things openly up front. Mm. That is the problem. So if there's a price kind of expectation problem, if there's a um, you know, there's there's a design expectation, technology expectation mismatch. Yeah. That's when it's a problem. But by uh, by ensuring there's a good and well understood, but clear and concise brief up front at the start, then you've uh, you've set expectations and understanding right from the beginning. Yeah, and I'm yeah. really happy to say that generally I've, you know, in the past I've tended to go into too much detail in proposals, mm-hmm. um, but actually what we um, and what Ian has been really good at helping us to, to build is is planning. So once we win a project, don't go into too much detail, maybe in a proposal. Yeah. Try and stay away from too much detail, especially okay. about the technical elements. Um, but do look at them. It's essential to look at them, but at the beginning of the project. So we, as an agency, do a design brief. Yeah. And we do a technical brief for more complicated projects at the beginning of every project with the customer so that everyone knows where it's going. Now, that's not going to work perfectly every time. That process continues, and we'll have to kind of, you know, it has to continue throughout the project. But it is a really important um, way to run things. Um, but you can't, you know, you can't necessarily spend um, a, v- a really long time before you win a job kind of working through all the technical details. You've got, you've got to kind of look at, how you might approach the project, what kind of technology you might use, and then provide them with with the results they're going to get. Here's what we think you're going to get. Here's how we're going to approach it. Here's how we're going to approach the design and the technology. But then go into more detail once you start working with them. Make sure that you do face-to-face or a Skype um, to 
you know, or something like that, you know, conferencing. Okay. Helpful stuff there. Excellent. Good. So, aside from your role uh, running the agency, um, you're a musician. <laughs> That's true. And last time we came into in, onto the program, we invited you to bring your guitar with you, and uh, and we'll have to do that again. That was. I great. wish I had. I yeah. will next time. Yeah, but uh, tell tell us a bit about what you've been up to as in, as a musician, and um, and some news that I understand you have, which is really rather exciting. <laughs> so we um, I, this band, okay, is I've, I've kept the name of this band Lofter for for a really really long time i remember when we first we called it lofter because we had a practice in a loft it's not very imaginative is it but the first one was in 2002 okay with um three of my friends now one of them who was my co-songwriter at the time didn't stay in the band very long but he's actually he's been away and he's come back to sheffield about you know uh, about a year ago or so year and a half ago and um so we decided to get the band back together so um the guitarist who's playing on the album chris left the band he didn't really want to keep it going anymore but um so lawrence has come back in now so there's with there's three of us ben on congas uh lawrence and me on guitar and singing um we lawrence is uh, a great songwriter as well and we love writing songs together so we've currently got uh, you know an album's worth of finished material and about half an album's worth of unfinished material in under a year so we just keep writing and writing Grand. So, yeah and which is really fun so we're doing a lot of music um we've been doing a lot of live gigs which has been tightening the band which has been really really good um getting our music out so we played at the red deer last saturday and we played at Tramlines. and we did stuff on the bus and some of the fringe venues the but coming up in October, there's a rather large store opening in Sheffield. There is indeed. <laughs> a rather large uh, Scandinavian furniture store That's opening right. in Sheffield. Oh my gosh. I can talk about this now, but what was really funny was when the marketing agency found us online who, who worked for IKEA, um, they, they couldn't say that it was IKEA. Right. They couldn't actually tell us that. So the woman wrote um, wrote to me and said, I, I said, I'd really love to tell the band where we're playing. Could you let me know? Um, so, so let's just be clear. You have a gig. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Before the I'm opening. skipping ahead, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so we're, we're playing during October. They're yeah. putting on lots of events right. around Sheffield, yeah. uh, which all look really cool. There's stuff in the centre of Sheffield too. But in the store itself, um, they're going to have live music on the second, on some of the weekends. In fact, I'll, I'll just have a quick look and find out when they were. Um, They've, they've got lots of live music in October. So, yeah, so the first three weekends they've got live music right? Okay. in October. So we're playing Saturday afternoons, and another band, a friend of ours, Robbery, are playing Sunday afternoons. And, and there's a student event on Wednesday the 4th um, from kind of midday to 9pm that is also... Uh, that we're also playing at. So where are you playing? <laughs> where, where were your performances? Oh, I don't know yet, but right. I've said, can we... Can we kind of put on our key uniforms and <laughs> i don't know what they're going to say about that but it could be fun um but yeah we'll be playing kind of on and off in the afternoon uh, i i don't know where yet 
Okay, well, watch somewhere space. in store. I'll tell you what, we'll we'll announce that when we know. But that's Great, that, you know. that's that's tremendous news for for your band and uh, <laughs> and what uh, it's a lovely story, isn't it? Let's get let's get the band back together again. <laughs> yeah. Get the band back together again, and now you've got you've got gigs. You've been performing. You ha- you have more things lined up. That's right. Yeah, it's really fun. IKEA. It's going to be really strange, right? But it'll be really cool. Good stuff. <laughs> Wonderful. So we. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so uh, it's just a it's a really unusual thing. But when this agency got in touch with us, and um, they couldn't tell us what it was, mm. so the what they said was um, it's a large international furnishing store opening in Sheffield at the beginning of October. Oh, you but we can't say what it is. You couldn't possibly guessed that. <laughs> That's right. So uh, and anyway, so I said we just need to. It'd be good to know because our um, our conga player has just got a new job. At a large furnishing store, starting <laughs> <laughs> opening in Sheffield at the beginning of October, so it'd be good to just make sure that we don't have any clashes with yeah. him working there. So that was kind of fun. So oh, yes, definitely. Oh, that that what a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's being let off to come and play with us. Lovely <laughs> from the kitchen department. Awesome. Oh, superb. Well, excellent news. And, and uh, we're going to play some of your music uh, to round off this interview. So we'll, we'll play that in a, in a moment or two, a, a track that you've uh, chosen and suggested we, we should play. Before we do that, um, people can get in touch with you through the website and Twitter and so on. And, and uh, you've been very generous in terms of sharing some expertise and advice, some particularly good advice for anyone writing a website brief. If you're about to commission a site um, and work with an agency, then listen to the advice that Ant has given earlier. Take that on board because that will be invaluable, whoever you choose and whoever you work with. And I think Ant has been really, really helpful in his advice. So if you want to get in contact with him, you can do so through his website and through Twitter. Now, Ant, do you want to give out those details? Sure. So the website is creativestream.co.uk. And um, you can, or you could email me at ant at createstream.co.uk or, um, you know, uh, on Twitter, I'm Ant Clifford. That's my handle. Grand. Super. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, coming into the studio. I really do appreciate it. And we're playing a track of music. Now, the track is uh, called How the Story Goes. Um, Your band is called Lofter, as you've mentioned earlier. You can find this um, on... uh, uh, well, the easiest thing is lofter.co.uk. Okay, grand. Because um, because we did the site, um, and there's it's there's lots of buttons. If you want to listen to it for free, you can do that there. It's the album called Raindrop, um, and you can also buy it digitally. And we're recording new stuff. Brilliant. Well, look forward to hearing more. We'll have to get you back on the show again soon. Thanks so much once more, Ant, for coming in. Really appreciate it. And we'll play how the story goes by Lofter from the album Raindrop. We're open for Business Live. You're listening to Business Live, Shefford Live's weekly business and social enterprise programme with me, Jamie Veach. And we've been hearing this morning from Ant Clifford of Creative Stream. He's also in a band, a band called Lofter. And a track that we've just played is a track of Lofters. And uh, that was from their album Raindrop. The track was How the Story Goes. But in his interview earlier on, Ant Clifford was talking about how to brief 
your web design agency? What are the absolute key things to put in your brief about your website? If you've only just tuned in and you've missed that, then don't panic because the podcast of today's program will be up on the Sheffield Live website from about 11am today. All you need to do is go to sheffieldlive.org Look at the tab that says radio shows, find Business Live and then you'll be able to find today's programme, 8th of September 2017, and listen to your heart's content. Whilst you're on the Sheffield Live website, of course, you can explore and discover a whole range of exciting music programmes. We have music... music... I can't get the words out today. We have music shows across huge numbers of genres. We're from folk to funk to reggae to dub to classic rock to, well, much, much more. There's a wealth of really wonderful music played by musicians who love their music. And uh, the shows are presented by experts in their genre. So explore, discover and enjoy. Now, we talked earlier on today about uh, a key thing going on in business in the Sheffield region, which is the devolution deal and the potential um, Yorkshire-wide devolution deal. And South Yorkshire FSB, Federation for Small, of Small Businesses, putting out a statement expressing their complete and total despair for the businesses of Sheffield and Rotherham, because Sheffield and Rotherham's council leaders have declined to be part of a potential Yorkshire deal. And I asked what you thought about that. I have an email has popped into my inbox whilst we've been on air from someone who says that she wishes to remain anonymous, but that she runs a small business. And she says she is not only despairing, but disgusted. Um, so that's what she thinks. What do you think? I'd love to hear from you. Do you think it will affect you? Do you think it won't affect you? Do you think they should just get on with it? Do you think actually Sheffield and Rotherham holding off is the right thing to do and they can actually get a better deal for you? Let's let's um, explore all the options here. I want to know what you think, so do get in touch. Email jamie at sheffieldlive.org, text 07904272200. Find me on Twitter, Jamie Veach. Find Sheffield Live on Twitter as well. Now, what else has been going on? Well, the Department of Culture, Media and Sport and the Department for Communities and Local Government have launched a new £15 million fund to boost the tech, creative and cultural industries in the north of England. This is called the Northern Cultural Regeneration Fund and it's going to provide grants of up to £4 million for major culture and tech capital projects, such as opening a new tech startup centre or renovating live music venues. It's also going to help build a regional legacy from the Great Exhibition of the North, they say. The fund is now open to applications. First round of bids are going to be coordinated by local enterprise partnerships. So if you want to be part of that, you need to be engaged with your local enterprise partnership. And successful projects are going to be announced in March 2018. The Great Exhibition of the North is taking place in summer 2018. I'll tweet the link out for further information at the end of this programme. Talking of funds, uh, Nesta and the Department for Business have launched a new prize fund. This is set to support inventors in the UK who want to get their products to market. So if you've got an invention, you want to get it to market, then you could potentially apply to the Inventor Prize from Nesta and the Department for Business. It's going to award the winning applicant £50,000 to develop their invention, as well as give you support from specialist mentors. 
and 10 runners-up are going to receive £5,000 plus mentoring support. If you want to apply, to be eligible, you must have an idea for an invention with the potential to have a positive impact on the issues affecting people's everyday lives. Prize is open to applications. Winner's going to be announced in September 2018. This is the Invent Prize from Nesta and the Department for Business. Again, I'll tweet out a link for you to find out details of this at the end of the programme today. And the number of firms that are being run by people of 55 and above has increased by 63% over the past decade, according to research put out by Barclays Business. There's also been a 140% rise in the number of business owners aged 65 and owner and older, making that the fastest growing age group for business owners. So overall, new firms set up by the over 55s in 2015, when the figures have come from, added more than £7 billion to the UK economy in the following year. And uh, Barclays research is available online. I'll tweet the link out to that at the end of the programme so you can find out details, full details. I had an email this week from the Information Commissioner's Office, the ICO, and they've been warning organisations and businesses to be wary of misinformation about the General Data Protection Regulation, the GDPR, coming into a force next year. And uh, stressing that not everything that's been written in the media about the GDPR is actually accurate. They've also provided reassurance that heavy fines under the GDPR won't become commonplace. And they're going to be publishing a series of myth-busting blogs to set out how the GDPR is actually going to apply and to help to prepare for its introduction. So you'll be able to find out more at the Information Commissioner's Office website. Again, I'll tweet the link out to that so that you can find out details at the end of the programme today. And the Startup Loans Company, they're partnering with RBS NatWest to improve access to alternative sources of capital for startups. Um, so they'll be joining with uh, NatWest and RBS Capital Connections Programme. That helps startups and smaller firms that have been turned down by traditional sources of finance. And startups will be supported through that programme to secure alternative finance to start and grow their business. Other lenders involved with the Capital Connections Programme include Cedars, Funding Circle and iWaka. Once more, you'll be able to get details of that um, online. I'll be tweeting out a link at the end of the programme today. Are you a retailer? Well, research from the European Commission has demonstrated that UK retailers are less confident when selling online than our European counterparts. Just 52% of UK retailers feel confident selling online in comparison with the EU average of 58% of retailers. Now, of those retailers that are confident, only 30% uh, only feel confident selling to customers in the UK. And retailers say they're worried about a higher risk of fraud and different tax systems. And those are the biggest barriers to selling online to consumers in other EU countries. 
the Association of Convenience Stores have put out their community barometer report and they found that post offices, convenience stores and specialist food shops have the most positive impact on local communities. Their 2017 community barometer report is out now and in it they, uh, they say that retailers believe that reducing business rates is the most important policy for supporting local shopping. And consumers have also talked about um, uh, a reduction in car parking charges. Local councillors say they believe that policies to improve local amenities, public transport and road links are most important. So a few things going on there in business and in social enterprise. If you're doing something you think is important or if you want to comment on something that we've discussed, then you can get in touch with the programme. Email me, text me, find me on Twitter. I've given out the links already. I'll do so again before the end of the programme. And um, coming up next, I'm going to announce some forthcoming events. Really, really uh, great mix of events that you can go along to. But before we do that, it's time for another track of music. This one is from Shaky Graves. We're going to play a track which is called Roll the Bones. We're open for Business Live. This is Business Live, Sheffield Live's weekly business and social enterprise programme with me, Jamie Veach. What have you been up to this week? I went down to an exciting event called Good Stories. This took place in London on Wednesday, um, hosted by RBS NatWest, but organised by Matter & Co and Pioneers Post. And it was uh, an event focusing on storytelling for social enterprises, community businesses, charities. Really, really interesting. Now, whilst there, I met the Good Soap company um i met the soap company even but they sell luxury soap made from wonderful ingredients that supports people they employ people with disabilities and people from disadvantaged backgrounds now they've generated media coverage uh, nationally and internationally and gave a really really interesting talk at the event about balancing commercial priorities as a social enterprise with their social impact They'll be appearing on the show soon, so listen out for that. I promised to give you some forthcoming events, so I'm going to do that in just a moment or two, but a bit of other business and social enterprise news. Sheffield-based engineering firm SCX has been selected to uh, supply a retractable pitch for the brand new stadium of Tottenham Hotspur. So they're going to produce a grass pitch that sits directly above an artificial surface, making the stadium the first of its kind in the UK to have two pitches inside the same bowl. And the fully retractable surface is going to be used for football matches, whilst the artificial pitch underneath it will be used for NFL matches, music concerts and for other events. SCX will design, engineer, build and install the uh, the pitch, which is made from real turf. It will sit in three pitch-long steel trays. They weigh more than 3,000 tonnes each. That's really, really exciting. Um, Great news for SCX. And uh, Simon Eastwood, who's their managing director, said in a comment, we have a solid reputation for problem solving in bespoke circumstances that involve moving and lifting huge structures at sporting venues. All of the mechanical and control system engineering systems that they have are world class. Exciting news and a great contract win for them. Talking about great news for Sheffield business, The Flow, they're the Sheffield-based telematics technology provider. They're 
uh, MD, co-founder, CEO, Aldo Monteforti, has been on this program several times. They've announced the opening of their first North American office. This is in Detroit. It represents the next stage of the flow's expansion into North America as it responds to a combination of issues faced by the insurance market. And they say that those issues include an increase in frequency and severity of road crashes, need for the industry to embrace the digital age and create engaging digital customer experience. Experiences, And the expansion into America comes in the same year that the flow received a £13 million equity investment uh, from the China-based investment group Foson, United Electronics and Direct Line. And Aldo Monteforti, he's the founder of the flow, and as I say, he's been on this program several times, say that just five years from its foundation, the flow is now a leading provider of data services, telematics data services to the global insurance industry industry and he's proud to have reached agreement for the expansion into the u.s market that's the largest insurance market in the world okay what's coming up events that you should come along to well the business and ip center sheffield are running startup day sheffield's own inspiring entrepreneurs and networking events that's thursday the 21st of september and um you're welcome to Go along, listen to local entrepreneurs and their top tips on setting up, starting a business. There'll be a question and answer session and then a chance to network with refreshments. Um, So um, that's, um, well, there's a full day of free events. Um, giving talks, inspiration and practical training from the Business and IP Centre Sheffield on the 21st of September. Find out details by looking up Business and IP Centre Sheffield on Eventbrite, eventbrite.co.uk for more. Also, of course, coming up, Connect Sheffield, organised by Sheffield Chamber. Um, That's fast approaching. Um, That's taking place on Wednesday, the 18th of October. Details on the Connect Sheffield website. And then in November, it's the Maid Festival on the 9th of November, taking place at the Crucible Sheffield. Details on the Maid Festival website. So go along to those. Um, I think that's it for today. Um, It's been great to uh, talk with our live studio guest, Ant Clifford, earlier. If you've only just tuned in and you've missed his top tips on coming up with a brief for your website, then panic not. Podcasts of today's programme will be up on the show. We'll be up on the Sheffield Live website from about 11am today. Get in touch, put yourself or someone else forward to be a guest on the programme, comment on something we've discussed, email jamie at sheffieldlive.org, text 07904 272 find me on Twitter, Jamie Veach, find Sheffield Live on Twitter as well. And we'll be back on air next Friday the 15th, but don't go away now because next up it's our fantastic folk music programme on air from 10 all the way through to noon so tune in for that it's going to be a brilliant show as ever thanks so much for listening thanks to ant clifford our guest today thanks also to sangeeta in the studio as sound engineer we'll be back on air next week let's play out with a bit of the dead south this is in hell i'll be in good company we're open for business life